a Lifetime original podcast. We haven't been out and then we went back out and it's like, oh yeah, people in the world are dirty. I love a Lifetime movie. This is her first night of escorting and she got a new outfit, a hotel room to herself that she could have used and then she just gets to lay next to this man with a six-pack. Exactly. Because <laughs> we have to start off liking you and the easiest way to like someone is if one of their parents is dead. Honestly, when I get on and I see a female pilot, I go, I'm going to rest well on this plane. Someone's not going to be like, should I jerk off? It's like, no, fly the plane. Thomas, please, you don't have to do this. Thomas is going to do what's best for him and not let a silly infatuation ruin his life. Isn't that right, Thomas? Eric, come on. You proved your point, okay? You have the recordings. She's scared. Just let her go. Sorry, pal. Real life doesn't work that way. And it's about time you learned that. Say hello to Hannah for me. No! Hello, and welcome to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am Megan Gailey, and today I am joined by a guest co-host who I have been a fan of for a long time. I think we've become co-workers, and I believe by the end of this film recap, I will feel comfortable saying that we have become friends. Please welcome from Ask Rana and Attitudes and a television show on Fox 911, Very Lifetime University feeling. Brian Safi. Oh my God, Megan. I am so stoked to be here with you. As people should know, you were on the Ask Rana podcast. Yes. You were such a hit, such a delight. I felt like we were fast connected friends. And I feel, I know we're going to get into it, but I just feel like I needed someone to share in this viewing mm-hmm. with me and this experience with me. And now I think we're soul sisters and brothers. We have the vehicle for that. Now, I became a fan of yours from listening to you on Bitch Sess. Yes. Bitch Sess. It's, it's so hard to say. Twister. <laughs> and Naomi mocks me, never lets me talk about reality TV because she's highbrow. So highbrow. You know, she went to Wesleyan. And it's like, listen, you know, I'm a big 10 girl. I watched the original Temptation Island. Okay. Like I go back. Yes. I go back to the Osbournes. Like reality TV is in my blood. And so that is how we are kindred spirits. And so since Naomi's not here, and I know that she's a foe of yours too. I, can't, I honestly can't stand her. She's truly one of the most evil-hearted people I think I right. could ever imagine. Absolutely. She's a it's, bad person. She's a lifetime character. She's giving she's on this like, ha, 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 fun, 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 no. Mabel. You know, my dog has cancer. Right. And then on she's, the emails, you should see. She's just a really bad person. So since she's not here... I want to talk reality TV with you. And here in the year of 2022, there's a lot of things going wrong. Yeah. And one of the things going right is the state of reality television. I have to say, in all of the bruises and blows we've been dealt in the past two years, it has only upped the game of certain shows. Mm -hmm. And I think specifically we can talk about certain housewives. Yes. It's upped the the game. And perhaps problematic thing, too, is COVID does not exist in the Housewives universe. It somehow doesn't exist. There's not one. It truly, I feel like all the producers were like, guys, we see no masks. We see no masks. There are Mm -hmm. no mask lines here. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't mind viewing that fantasy land. I know Uh, I'm not living in it. So I don't mind of course. viewing it. And it's like, these are women that I don't really share worldviews with. Or values or morals or Exactly. <laughs> so like, of course, this 
evil person who I invite into my home every week and consider a close personal contact is anti-mask. Of course, that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And also just that sort of idea of, I think, feel like a housewife's mantra is like, you have to wear one. You wear one. I don't need to wear one. If you wear one. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's for the peasants. Exactly. And I am a peasant. And that's (laughs) why I am masked. (laughs) Same. And I honestly think, and I blame Naomi for not letting me draw this parallel sooner, that the Lifetime universe and the Housewives universe share a lot in common. We've got strong female leads. Completely. Heroes and villains that exist as characters that you don't see all the time. that are It's sort of a fresh idea with the Housewives and with Lifetime to where, yes, a woman has flaws. She can be a hero. Mm -hmm. She can be a villain. She can be everything. She can be having sex at 50. She can be sexually, like, desirable. And by the way, so many scenes of two women not talking about a man on Housewives. Never. They're almost never. Never. They're never um, really doing yes, that. Yes, absolutely passes the Bechtel test, uh, you said, before we got mile. on here. Yeah. I just, that is, um, I think of that as an intellectual benchmark, and I want to make sure you got credit for naming the no. Bechtel. And honestly, I have to say, like, I do feel like with the surge in these, you know, complicated, sometimes villainous characters on reality television and on places like Lifetime, it has allowed women in fiction to be more messy. Yeah. In, in a fun, realistic, complicated way that it sort of banished the virgin whore thing. You know what I mean? I have friends and comedians, and I honestly think of them as scholars. Like, when I hear you speak of it, Joel Kim Booster, Ray Sani. <laughs> so reverence, yeah. There are people that I'm like, I would take a college-level course <laughs> and listen and learn and dissect the way that housewives has like permeated our zeitgeist. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, this has been just a sip of lemonade for my soul. Totally. Agree. I don't want to delay getting into this film. I know. Because I'm gonna say this, and this is not something I've ever said, I don't think. I'm gonna take you guys a peek behind. We take notes on these movies. Yeah. We we analyze them. We really spend time on them. It's not just, I, we're not just coming on here and winging it, even though I'm not aware. Um, and on Saturday, I was like, I got to watch a movie. I got to take notes. There's NFL, you know, it was complicated. Of course. And then I tucked into my bed mm-hmm. and started watching this film, Mile High Escorts. And I thought they have broken the mold with this one. I honestly have to tell you, I have never written down a roadmap for my life from a movie <laughs> before. And now I know what, what my destiny is and the boats I've missed and the boats I'm mm-hmm. going to take based off this movie. Yeah. So here is the logline. Following the death of a coworker, a young woman working for a private airline learns the owner's secret and becomes the next target. Does not do it justice, okay? No, it doesn't. That's just a drop in the bucket of where we're headed. No, and sometimes these loglines are like, oh, this logline, I mean, the title is incredible. So you're like, I know it's going to be fun. The logline, I don't think, prepares you for the journey you're about to go on. Mm -mm. This is on Lifetime Movie Club. Go to lifetimemovieclub.com slash podcast to sign up if you haven't already. I put my unborn child stamp of approval on Mile High Escorts because he watched it with me. He can hear everything I'm hearing. Oh, and I, I was he kicking through the whole thing, just being like, go, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. He was loving it. Yeah. He was loving it. Yeah. He was going, Franklin! Um. So, without further ado, Ugh. we have to get into it. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we open on shots of Berlin. Now, I did not know they were shots of Berlin. And Lifetime did a wonderful thing for me personally. They said Berlin. Oh, yeah. I would have never known. I would have never known. Yeah. We could have been in Columbus, Ohio. So we say Berlin and I'm like, oh my God, we're opening international. This is sexy. And risky sexy because Berlin is the kind of place where like, you know, they have the fun, crazy kinds of sex. Like there are no rules there. So I'm like, okay, we are opening in. And by the way, it's nighttime. So we are in Berlin. Right. Cabaret. Cabaret. Weimar. The wall, a lot of different. Absolutely. East and West Germany. Okay, so I'm like, yes, we've gone international. Then we see a man and a woman hooking up on a couch, but it's in like a luxurious looking apartment or hotel room. It's somewhere I would never think would be in Berlin. No. But it kind of looks like a, a, you know what? It looks like a really nice Four Seasons. Yeah, a a very high class, like apartment that you can have furnished. Beige tones, exactly. Yes. So the guy, his name is Paul. The gal, we don't get her name. Mm-hmm. And it seems they're both into it. They're having fun. She's like, I, well, I gotta go. I'm gonna be late. Come on, stay. <laughs> Paul, I can't. I'm gonna miss my flight. I'm serious. Stay with me. He's like, oh, come on, baby. Stay, stay, stay. And yeah. she's like, no, no, no. I, I have to go. So she goes to take a shower. She comes back and she's in a flight attendant uniform. And I have to mention here, not just a flight attendant uniform, a flight attendant uniform with a hat Yeah, that for me truly looked like a tri-corner patriot kind of old-timey, like colonial Paul hat. Revere. <laughs> Paul Revere, but without the corners. It was just sort of like a thing uh-huh. on our head, which by the way, I actually did think was chic. Did you notice that? Did the hat stop you in your tracks the way it stopped me? Yes. I am someone who like, when I see the groups of flight attendants at the airport, I'm like, wow, they're stars. Like when they're walking together with their Starbucks and they're like perfectly packed efficiency little suitcases, I'm like, I am in Catch Me If You Can, and they are the coolest people I've ever seen. Completely. I can't believe George Michael never made a music video about flight attendants because it was just that idea of like, still, it's what, you know what? It's the most luxurious thing about an airport is seeing the flight attendants yes. walk by in line. And and there is like a real hierarchy of the uniforms. For sure. I once flew Air India Ooh. back from, not India, from Europe, but okay. it was like the it was like the cheapest Great. flight. Good for you. And the flight attendants were so so gorgeous. They were so all chic. in saris. Right. Um, and had like great bods yeah. and like beautiful skin. And I was just like, what is happening? And then sometimes you get on, you know, you're flying like a regional. Right. And you're like, these, they put these gals in some zip back dresses and they're just navy and they're not that cute. Totally. Polyester, sort of pleated front dresses and slacks. And like the, I will have to, I'm going to yeah. say this. I don't mean to sound anti-vax, but the American uh-huh. flight to me, like not the airline, but just U.S. flights America are just not, they're just not dressed as well. They're just not. Right. I had to fly out of the LAX International Terminal to go to Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, that's how good I LAX is. I love your moves. Is. I love your flight moves. <laughs> I was like, this is, it was, <laughs> honestly, I say this all the time. 
if LAX could be hit by a natural disaster oh, and there'd be no injuries and deaths, I would be like, yes. It's all I want. It's all <laughs> take I want. it to the ground and start Honest over. to God. So I take a shuttle to the international terminal and it is like, well, this is a treat for my eyes because I'm getting to see the Philippine Airways. Sure. I'm getting to see Ryanair. Yes. Which is like the my, Irish budget but, airline. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you're getting to see all the different, it was like a Project Runway challenge. You know, like I'm seeing all the costumes. You're right. Because then you see Emirates and they have those beautiful hats with the stars. They are gorgeous. And they're gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous. Uh, they are gorgeous. Okay, so she comes out. Stunning. Yes, gorgeous. He says she looks beautiful. And then he hands her a wad of cash. So this is what's wonderful about this movie is the mile high we get from when she walks out on her flight attendant's uniform and the escort we get from this wad of cash. So already we've seen the title in the first scene. Yes. And I honestly was not even expecting her to be an escort because I thought they had a genuine connection. I thought when they, they were, were a couple. Up. She's really good. Yeah. yeah. Yes, she is. That's why she gets paid the big wads of cash. The big bucks. So then he grabs her pretty aggressively. I really... Enjoy our time together. You know I can't get enough of you. I'll be back soon, I promise. Didn't and I'm like, like okay, she's an escort. Yeah. Um, and she does seem put off by it. Like, yeah. she's not into it. She's like, I gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. So the next time we see her, she is in an airplane hangar. Yeah. She's on the phone, and she's like, this, this is the last, the last one, one. right? Okay. Yes. Thank you. So she says she has the money. And then there are sort of like weird noises in the airplane hangar. Huh? But she is able to like get out of there. She boards a private plane for quote unquote home, whatever that is. I was so excited for her to board that plane because I was was nervous. I was so nervous. Yeah. No, a dark airplane hangar. I'm like, I guess add that to my list. (laughs) Um, And then... As the plane is leaving, we see a kind of nondescript, chisel-faced white dude who yes. is new to us. It's not Paul. No. And he's just watching the plane leave ominously. And then tell us where we land. And then we go to Louisville, Kentucky. This, <laughs> this was shocking. I have never in my life seen an airport in Louisville. I never thought from Berlin. I didn't even know Berlin flew to Louisville. Oh, my, I'm like Berlin to Louisville. It was a is, shock. Now, Brian, where are you from? Where did you grow up? In Texas, in El Paso. Okay, great. So I am from Indiana and Louisville is right beneath. So like, it is going to bother people the way I'm saying it. And you are saying it probably. No, you are saying it the way that everyone else says but it. What but what do like, people there say? Louisville? Is that what you're saying? Louisville. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So Louisville. just like you have to try not to move your mouth when you say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Louisville. Um, so like I, but I'm glad that we're having representation from people for you. And sure. then it, but if there's people that listen to this podcast from where I'm from and they're going to be like, bitch, you've changed. You know, like if right. I come out here and say, I can't, you know, so it's I totally like, understand. You have to stay true to yourself. I have to stay true. So we're in Louisville. Yes. And we are, we're at a celebration. There's a for, big party. Yes. For a gal named Lauren. Her mom is dead. Great. I mean, not great for her, but like. What a burn, well, Megan. Well, not it's cool. just. I, for a lifetime, it's like somebody's parent needs to be dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turning it off. Because we have to start off liking you. And the easiest way to like someone is if one of their parents is dead. <laughs> Exactly. We know you've been through it. 
Okay, Lauren is hot and blonde, and then she has a hot blonde little sister. And by the way, Lauren has a strength about her. Yeah. There is something with her stature, the way she carries herself, even her hair that makes me feel like this is not some wisp of a woman. Like she's, no. she's she knows who she is, and she just seems strong to me. I loved her hair in this film. Loved it. I'm so happy you brought it out. It was like, I don't know if they did a hot roller, yeah. but it was like, too often we're getting these, it was not the bachelor wand no. wave, and it wasn't stick straight. It was like, this bitch may just have gorgeous hair. No, for real. It was honestly like Farrah Fawcett and Connie Britton, God bless mm-hmm. Farrah Fawcett, were like, hey, let's consult on this movie, hair-wise. Yes. Yeah. She had perfect hair. Uh, Rest in peace to Farrah. I Absolutely. love that she came back to life to do hair and makeup consultation. Right. So her hot little sister tries to champagne and is like, oh, come on, dad. One sip won't hurt. All right. One sip. Oh, no, gross, gross. And they're having this celebration because Lauren has just passed her test to become a flight attendant. You know uh, where you're flying first? I find out tomorrow. Um, I put bids in for New York, Los Angeles, even Paris. And we are introduced to Lauren's boyfriend, Chris. What about you, Chris? What's next for you? I have a year of classes left ahead of me, so I'll be hitting the books. Yeah, and once Chris graduates, I'll have saved up a little bit of money. And we'll be able to apply for grad school together abroad. Who I honestly think they found in Louisville. I do too. Like, I have met this man in Louisville. Yeah. Chris is a walking Patagonia jersey. He is and, a slugger. Um, yes. And I'm just happy that we got to see him. So then we meet friend Ashley. Oh, hey, Ashley. I want to introduce you to my family. Hey, family. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ashley. She's saving up for grad school, too. She's a fashion designer. We sat next to each other on the first day, and we've been inseparable ever since. <laughs> She's my rock. Oh, please. I would have dropped out like five times if you weren't there to keep me sane. <laughs> and from the minute we met her, I was like, She's fun. I hope she stays with us. And boy, did she. Boy, did she. And I want to say she was a bad influence, but you're going to see, I actually think she was a good one. <laughs> yeah, she was an influence. She was. Um, these two gals pair together to give us a little taste of what they've learned in school. Hey, fellow flight attendant, are you ready to fly out tomorrow? Ooh. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is my pleasure to welcome you aboard Sky South Airlines flight to Paris, France. <laughs> <laughs> there are two exits in the front of the aircraft, two window exits above the wings, and two exits in the rear of the aircraft. And keep, keep in, in mind, mind the closest usable exit may be located behind you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Yes, that was fun. What I love about this is that Ashley's clearly the fun one, but Lauren is down to hang. She's always down mm-hmm. to have a fun time and do a little practical joke or something like that. So she's cool. But also what we find in this is that if you and your best friend decide to be flight attendants together, you could get put on the same routes on the same plane. That's awesome. What a dream. Do you ever see flight attendants when they run into another flight attendant it's at the, the airport they know? It's and I'm like, <gasps> the best. So to me, it's like if like, Jennifer Garner and Jennifer Aniston ran into each other, but they'd never met. But they'd still say like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know what I mean? Even though they'd never met. Uh, I love it. So rich. Flight attendant culture. It's great. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So then Lauren really wants this Paris route. Ashley's going to go to fashion school. So, you know, she wants something fabulous too. And then they flash to Detroit. Right. And it felt like a true dig. Like, it, it was, was absolutely like, <laughs> a dig. It was like the word, it was such a come down for her. She didn't get Paris. Instead, they're going to Detroit, which is mm-hmm. obviously a microaggression, but also like they're right and they're wrong in that assessment. You know yeah. what I mean? But I will say the Detroit airport is great. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's nice times. There. It's a hub, baby. <laughs> yeah. Detroit's a great airport. 
<laughs> I've gotten drunk there. They I have that train there. in the airport, like in yeah. it. I think they have shops. Um, it's like a pretty good airport. Yeah. This is Lauren and Ashley's first day and they're already like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, they're not love, on board with that. So I love the come down from like, and look to your left and the exit and then flash to we're in Detroit. Our job sucks. Oh, this sucks. Detroit, really? Hey, it's not all that bad. I think your first flight went pretty well. Yeah, it's because you didn't have booze and booze face in your section. I kept wearing a bunch of little mini rums and got real handsy with me. I wanted to put his head through both the windows. So we see them. I thought this was going to come back up again. They order coffee and then Lauren is sweet to this little pigtailed blonde girl. Hi, sweetie. Is this your first time flying? Well, you and Mr. Monkey are going to love it. When Lauren meets this pigtailed blonde girl... The bunk girl has a monkey. Yeah. she Lauren immediately just names the monkey, like really just like takes ownership of it. She's like, oh, is that Mr. Monkey? And it's like, I guess we're all on board for this. Even though that girl did not say the name of the monkey. I think that's just the touch Lauren has. She does because the girl accepted it. And the girl's yeah. sort of afraid to fly. And Lauren's like, oh, look, I bet Mr. Monkey would like it. But the girl then forgets Mr. Her monkey. monkey. Yes. Oh, no. She left Mr. Monkey. Hold this for me. Two minutes. Lauren, no, you're gonna miss the hotel shuttle. I'll catch the next one. Lauren runs to give it to her. Uh-huh. And then, please. Uh, listen, I thought the man that the little girl was with yeah. was who was going to trick Lauren into becoming an escort. The brilliant thing about this movie is you are constantly looking around the corner. You know what yeah. I mean? You are constantly seeing, is this going to be it? Is this going to be it? Mm -hmm. Is this going to be mm -hmm. it? And I thought, too, that the child could have been a trap because, by the way, yeah. she didn't even really seem to miss Mr. Monkey, which I thought no. was a lot of red herrings in this. And she was with a man. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you never, never see a man flying alone with a child. Never. You see a mom with 17 kids yep. wrangling everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where is the dad. Yeah. And like losing Mr. A, Monkey. That's where the dad uh, is. To see a dad with a child alone at an airport, I'm like, we got to get a camera crew on them. Yeah. Because that is once in a lifetime. I couldn't agree more. Okay. So she runs and gives her Mr. Monkey back and does not get snatched up. Hi. You can't forget Mr. Monkey. Oh. <laughs> Have a safe flight, sweetie. Little pigtail girl has no lines, too, but she packs no. a punch. I, I didn't forget her. So then Lauren is waiting for the hotel shuttle. And that is when we see the brunette who we saw in Berlin. Hat. Yes. She's in the hat. She's in the blue. Lauren is in red. So they are not part of the same airline. No. And Brunetti goes into a stairwell and immediately gets attacked. Pretty and scary. Lauren, it is. No, it's not. I'm like, damn it. I okay. Know. I I just thought, you know, she made it out of the airplane hangar. She was going to be fine. Lauren kind of like hears a scuffle, but then her phone rings. Yeah. And it's friend Ashley. Hello. Hey, girl. I just talked to the super cute shuttle driver, and he said that he just ran his last trip for tonight. So you're going to have to catch an Uber. What? I mean, he can't just come back? Well, I almost had him convinced, but the manager of this crappy place just took away his keys. And by the way, I am have got the hots for the shuttle driver, which is something not many people say. But he was really hot. And also, I thought this was a red herring. I thought, well, now it's going to be the shuttle operator who gets them into this trouble. I am watching this, and I'm like, a hotel by the airport that shuts down the shuttle? No. No. 
unacceptable. No, unacceptable. I am emailing Hilton. Yep. So Ashley's like, you're going to have to get an Uber. And now I'm like, great, there's an attacker on the loose. She's got to walk to the Uber. Exactly. And flight attendants don't, entry level flight attendants don't get paid a lot of money. It made me no. upset that she'd have to get, and by the way, Ubers are more expensive than they used to be. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Lauren, she's like, here's the attack again. It's still going on. Brunette is not dead. And then an unknown flight attendant, we're seeing her for the first time, honks. And it like distracts Lauren from the attack she's hearing. And then she offers her a ride. I didn't mean to startle you. It's just, I'm worried about you. You shouldn't be out here by yourself, right? I was starting to feel a little nervous. I, I thought I heard something strange coming from over there. Are you headed home? Actually, I just missed the last shuttle to my hotel. I was about to call an Uber. I was waiting for someone who didn't show, so I'm free. Let me give you a ride. And that's when I said, this is sex trafficking. Now we've reached the sex trafficking point because she's going to a location she didn't intend to go to. It's also, though, where we hear the phrase for the first time, trolley doll. Oh, come on. Us trolley dollies have to stick together, right? Which I guess is what they call flight. I don't know. The flight attendant said, uh, we trolley dollies have to stick together. And I liked the phrase trolley dolly. It's cute. I do love when people, I introduced someone to the name and phrase lot lizard today. What's a lot lot lizard? A lot lizard, oh boy. Oh, a lot lizard. Like a parking lot bird. No, a lot lizard is, it's the rest stop version of a mile high escort. It's like a gal that waits by where semi trucks park to like sleep and shower. And, and yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it's, I guess it's a real Indiana thing. (laughs) We are the crossroads of America, you know? (laughs) Okay. So, um, brunette gal's dead. They give us enough to be like, we know you're invested in her. She's dead. She's done. And we get some time with this new woman who is also blonde. Her name is Hannah. Yeah. And she starts taking Lauren to a different hotel because she knows the manager and can get her a suite. And Lauren's A-okay with this. No questions asked. She's totally fine with it. And by the way, I would like to say that I wouldn't be okay if someone just said, hey, let's go to a different hotel than your friend, but I'll get you a suite. But I would go to the hotel for the suite. And this yeah. is where I realize I am Lauren. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get it. I mean, and also, like, Ashley didn't follow up, you know, and it's like, Ashley, maybe with the shuttle guy. Ashley was going to hook up with the shuttle guy. Yeah. Yeah, Forget it. So she's kind of on her own day one. Yeah. Um, Hannah and Lauren then have drinks at this nice hotel because it's obviously got a bar. Yeah. They're sitting in a six top. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Hannah is, like, really flashing how much money she has. I used to be just like you. Overworked, underappreciated, and dirt poor. Thanks, Mikey. Keep the change. But those days seem to be behind me. I can see that. And she is also a flight attendant. So it's definitely like piquing Lauren's interest. Yes. We find out that Hannah is business partners in a private airline and that her partner is a man named Franklin. And then this is the spiel that she gives Lauren. Franklin's philosophy was to keep a small base of the most discerning clients. We don't go looking for them. They come looking for us. How do you manage that? Every one of our flight attendants is also a concierge, extending not just to the flight, but the entire trip abroad. A a concierge, so you like help them with dinner reservations? You make sure the clients are happy and comfortable, whatever they need. And they're very generous if treated right. Like some girls are asked to go on destination dates. 
Destination dates? You mean like... I think you know what I mean. All right. So Hannah is our intro to escorting. Absolutely. And Hannah is... I got to say, don't judge a book by its cover because she seems very intense and very sketchy. Yes. Yeah. She, I wrote down, while she's giving this spiel, she has full-blown crazy eyes. (laughs) She does. Like, it's not just like, listen, you come and you provide some services. She's like, we do whatever the client wants. Like, (laughs) bull. I'm like, okay, I'm out just based on your facial expression. And she used the phrase destination dates, which, by the way, I've never heard in my life, but I hope it's part of the lingo. I love that phrase. So Lauren's like, thank you, but no thanks. Thank you. But I don't think my boyfriend would appreciate me going on destination dates with other men. Fair enough. Let me share a piece of advice. What men don't know can't hurt you. Okay. Yep. Okay, so Lauren wakes up in her nice hotel room. She has a perfect red lip. Perfect. It has not been smeared. It is lined and filled and doesn't look cracked. Nothing. And there's breakfast and Hannah's card already in the room. How Lauren wakes up literally breakfast on a tray in front of her and accepts it. Mm -hmm. She just Mm -hmm. is truly living this Cinderella pretty woman life already. Yes. Yeah. And it's obviously struck both of us like this wouldn't happen. This does happen to Lauren. It does. This is how Lauren goes through she the world. She does sort of skate through life, I have to say. Yes. The she world is, opens up to her. Yeah. She is a gorgeous blonde woman from Kentucky. I mean, it's like, yeah. Right. That, if she's not in Mile High Escort, she's on The Bachelor. Absolutely. So it's like, oh, in a dead mom storyline, oh, they would eat that up. Yeah. Okay. Hannah could also be a producer for The Bachelor. Like, that could have gone either definitely, way. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So they're at work. Lauren is giving Ashley the rundown of what has taken place the night before. Right. And she's like, no, I'm not going to join. And Ashley is like, you're crazy. I would totally join. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I would have sex with rich guys for money. And then they get a text. <laughs> oh, I bet that's their schedules. Let's see what fabulous routes I will be going on. What the hell? They cut my schedule in half. Mine too. Due to a competitive landscape, we'll be phasing out some routes, blah, blah, blah. I mean, how am I going to pay my rent? And this kicks off a series of truly unfortunate events because that is the snowflake of the avalanche that's about to hit Lauren's life all at once. Chris, you home? You would not believe the day I just had. Chris? Her boyfriend, Chris, he's cheating on her with somebody else. Chris blames Lauren immediately. You've been cheating on me this whole time? Well, you're never here. Oh, so it's my fault because I have a damn job. If you just calm down and think for a second. Oh, my God. You did not just say that. He says it's her fault. And then he kicks her out of the Louisville apartment. He says that she's too focused on her job, by the way, of which she's had one day of. Yes. I'm like, you got the schedule wrong on her first trip? Chris, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. But I got excited because I go, now she's going to become an escort. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, listen, you're not going to be making the money. No. Chris threw you out of your apartment. It's time to become an escort. So now she goes to stay at her dad's house. Her dad has all, oh, the only thing in the mail is past due bills. So he's like <laughs> clearly underwater from something. He's like, it's no big deal. But Lauren says, well, Chris and I broke up. And he says, you should live here. 
And then Ashley and Lauren hang out and they're joking about killing Chris. You know, we could just kill him. Seriously, we could just go down to the store. We'll get some plastic tarps, some duct tape, a nice variety of sharp knives. (laughs) It's more Ashley joking. That's true. I guess Ashley's the one joking, which, you know, they're throwing us different bones here and and sort of trying to get us to predict where they're going. Yeah. And Lauren says insurance didn't cover her mom's treatment, which, as you said, Uh. is exactly like why we like Lauren. Mm-hmm. And then she finds out that her bid for the Paris route got denied. What happened? And at this point, I am screaming, become an escort. Just I, do it. I want it to happen for her. She has and, high expectations, though. Lauren does sort of float through life because she yeah. thought on her first trip that she would get the Paris bid. I mean, people are, fly, like Ashley said, people are flight attendants for decades to get the, to the Paris trip. But I'm sure Lauren got the Paris trip, like, metaphor of everything in her life. Oh, for sure. You know, so it's like things are at the the first sign of struggle. She's like, well, I guess I'll be an escort. Because this is the monologue she gives us. I'm thinking, I'm tired of being a victim. Our bosses, our boyfriends, all these men think that they can just use us up and then throw us out once they've gotten what they wanted. I'm thinking, maybe it's time we get what we want. So you're gonna call her? Yeah. Help count me in. You sure? Let's take these rich idiots for all they're worth. Oh my God, we are not getting one escort. We are getting two escorts. It's a BOGO in the Wild Eye Escort Club. I'm so happy that the sidekick is not like a sex shamey girl, which Me is like too. probably what I would be like. I, if my friend was like, listen, I'm going to like fly him. I would be like, that sounds dangerous. Of course. They could, like you're in like, I don't know. Like I've seen Datelines. Yes. And Ashley's like, let's do it, girl. Yeah. She's like, I'm all about it. I'm, I'm looking forward to having sex with these people. Whereas Lauren is like, oh, well, I'm not going to have sex with that. I don't know how she figured this out anyway. She's Lauren. She's genius. Okay, so Lauren and Ashley show up to a private plane. Hannah is there. She brings them aboard, and they are not working. Mm -hmm. They are drinking, and they are, like, hanging out, and they are flying to a secret location because Franklin, her business partner, Uh is very secretive. He has shut his walls in Kennebunkport, Maine. L.L. Bean cannot get in there to save their lives. He's in that house for good. And then they arrive, and it says on the screen, quote, Somewhere in Maine. I'm saying Kenny Bunkport. <laughs> but yeah, it did say somewhere in Maine. And it's a massive estate. Huge. And Hannah's like, come in, girls. And by the way, I want everyone to understand that they pull up to the driveway, almost up to the driveway in a Mercedes. But when they pull into the driveway, it's a BMW, which makes me think that wow. they didn't maybe change their clothes, but someone's got loyalty points with BMW. And Franklin, yeah. there was no way he could see that Mercedes. I just love that they're like, we're so rich. <laughs> we switch cars halfway through the driveway. <laughs> Okay, so we see, we see, and that, like, at this point, I'm like, Hannah is bad, right? Like, for sure, as you said, like, not to get on Ramona Singer on her, but the eyes sort of had it. She looked like she's yeah. not a good gal, you know what I mean? No. No. And she's the one that honked the horn as the brunette was being killed. So it's like, I think Hannah recruits girls, and then when they don't do 
stuff the way she wants them to. She has them all. Leads them to their death. Like for sure. she's the mastermind behind a semi not crazy face. Totally. And Hannah's Hannah's beautiful, by the way. Beautiful. I just want no, but they they are they are making her seem like she could be an evil character for sure. Yes. I'd not trust um, her. At this point. And so now we meet Franklin yeah. and he is an older man, probably in his like 60s. Yeah. And he is using oxygen yeah. and he's sitting at his desk. And then a guy who at this point, I thought it was the chiseled face guy from Berlin. Well, they look like twins. Yes. At some point, there's going to be two men and they look identical, <laughs> totally. but they're different. And they both kind of have the same faces. So he comes in. Dad, did you take your meds? Franklin's obviously sick. He has lung cancer. And he's like, yes, I took my damn meds. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, okay, I was thinking Franklin was going to be a bad guy, but they're setting me up to like him because he's using oxygen and is dying of lung cancer. That was what was so clever about this movie is like, what's good, what's bad, what's up, what's down? Because yeah, he's running this operation but he seems like a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. He seems nice. And like, to me, Maine, I'm like, that's actually like a pretty like nice place. Like it, that, that doesn't seem like an evil place, but. No. Maybe it is. I don't know. Well, very secluded. I think it's like you're either extremely rich or extremely not. Yeah. Yeah. So Hannah brings in Lauren and Ashley and Franklin is like, okay, great. I like your work here. Yeah. Um, his son, Eric, is rude and like storms off. Uh, that's my son, Eric. He means well, but... Uh... <laughs> and it's like, oh, Eric, you seem... You're a nepotism hire, and I don't like Abs it. Eric is high drama. High, high yeah. drama. Yeah. Very jealous. Franklin does drop that he knows Lauren's sister's name, mm -hmm. Shannon. Yeah. And at this point, we didn't even know her name. No. So I was like, oh, okay. So yes, he has lung cancer, but he's also... Boots on eh, the ground. Could, yeah, could be bad. And is I think that's a wink of like, I know where your family is. And if you do anything, I will kill them. I do too. But by the way, Lauren is unflappable. He asks her questions. She asks them right back. Franklin, you seem to know a lot about us, but we don't know a single thing about you. That hardly seems fair, does it? <laughs> no. No, no, it doesn't, does it? You have brought me a real firecracker here, Hannah. I was only impressed yes. by Lauren. She was asking the tough questions of him, like, what's your background? Where are you from? What do you do? The whole thing. She knew what she needed to do. Yes. So she's like, Franklin, how'd you get into this work? <laughs> a bold. Love. His dad was an aeronautical engineer and he got screwed by his company. Now, when I heard this, my grandfather was an aeronautical engineer and he why. worked on the atom bomb. <gasps> and so I think Franklin's dad worked on the atom bomb too. And I bet he knew my grandpa. Um, but the reason that he ended up founding his own airline is because when his dad retired, they just like gave him this trophy that Franklin still has. And I have to say the epic disc that came from owning this trophy, I it, he started somewhere and it finished somewhere so good. Yeah. He gave 40 years of his life to the same company. And when they laid him off, they gave him this. Not much else. That's why I keep this trophy. To remind me of the reward lack of ambition brings. Oof. Of his lack of ambition. That is so good. Messed up. Really messed also, up to say about your father. At the time that Franklin's dad would have been retiring, 
pensions were being given out like Tic Tacs. Oh my God, like, no kidding. That's why we're not going to have any money left. Right. We, are, <laughs> we will always just be paying. There will be no social security for us. Yes. I'm like, your dad definitely got a pension. For and sure. For, as an aeronautical engineer, I'm like, Franklin, I think your dad maybe blew it on gambling. By but the like, way, he got money. Your dad was getting laid all the time on top of that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he calls sex work a victimless crime. Hard agree, Franklin. Mm -hmm. And then once Lauren and Ashley sort of leave, Hannah's like, Any news on Jenny? No, I'm afraid not. I'll, I'll let you know if I hear anything. That's the brunette girl who got killed. Yep. And Eric clocks this. Yes. The son. And Hannah, I'm like, maybe she's pretending she doesn't know where she is. Like, is she just being like, where's Jenny? Or is it she genuinely doesn't know? She's I an elusive know. chanteuse at this point, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so Lauren and son Eric make eye contact, and it's intense. And then Eric tells a different chiseled face man, who I'm thinking at this point, maybe that's the guy from Berlin. <laughs> I, that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm like, wait, who's, is he a cousin? Uh, they all, um, the, truly, all the guys have the same sort of facial hair and everything, and like, you know, birds of a feather kind of thing. Yes, he's a henchman of some sort. Definitely. And um, also, is when they show him, he's reading a book from their library. He has a turtleneck on. And I, I just have to say, I love a hip man who reads. Love it. Yes, I do too. And he has zero lines. None. And like, we get his name at some point, but it's like, he's nameless. He is not faceless because him and Eric share a face, but that's I, they're here near there. They do. And so he tells this other chiseled face man, I need you to keep an eye on these new girls. And Hannah too. Especially Hannah. Okay, interesting. So Ashley and Lauren try on their uniforms. They look great. There's yes. no doubt about it. Lauren thought the whole thing was creepy. Ashley's like, look, who cares? They're rich. Rich people are crazy. And then she goes to get some more drinks. And then <laughs> Lauren, which is great. In the By the way, they're in the bathroom changing. It's like 10 a.m. And they're like, I, these are my kind of gals. So then Lauren mm -hmm. tells Hannah. I don't know. I'm just nervous. Yeah. Lauren. Yeah, these guys are really rich. They want you, and that gives you power over them. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You don't owe them anything. Just be your brilliant, sparkly self and try to have a good time. You're right. Thank you. And thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm not going to let you down. Thank you for this opportunity is such a funny thing to say to a pimp. Um, just like, <laughs> really, this there's there's not a gatekeeper to this. Like, no. this is not. Thanks for taking Harvard. a chance on me. Yeah, yeah, you're just gonna have sex with a weird rich dork. <laughs> totally, it's so true. But I love that she's like, I will not disappoint and you. And I believe and her. She's that's a hard Lauren. worker. Yeah, that is Lauren for sure. Oh gosh, for sure. Okay, so Lauren and Ashley are waiting for their first assignment. Oh, They're at God. the <laughs> plane. Yeah, and the guys start coming up. And the first guy we see is young and pretty handsome. I would absolutely have gotten on that plane with either one of the guys. I got to yes. be honest with you. So Ashley gets Harold. That's his name. Yep. And then another guy gets And I was like, oh, the second guy's going to be a troll. And then Lauren gets Thomas. And Thomas is almost even hotter than Harold. Hi there. Thomas. Hi, Thomas. I'm Lauren. I'm looking forward to my flight to Paris with you. At least two of us. After you. It's a close race. And the best part about all of this is they're going to Paris on this flight. Wow. Our girl is going to Paris. I was absolutely proud of her. And <laughs> she, even she though she expected a lot, she made, <laughs> she manifested this. 
she manifests uh, this. Okay, so they get on the plane. They're serving them drinks. And then the guys are like, "Why? Aren't, come on, drink with us. Yeah. And so then they pop champagne. And then we get a montage that is like them. It's, it's them having fun, them bonding, them drinking. This is the greatest job of their lives. At one point, Thomas does a magic trick and they are like, ah! They are guffawing. <laughs> It's like, by the way, what's sexier than comedy magic? You know what I mean? Oh, my A comedian gosh. who does magic I could only dream of. <laughs> I am screaming at this TV. Let me be an escort. <laughs> For sure. For sure. It looks so fun. The guys are so cute. It truly just reminds me of like Sharon Stone and Casino throwing the chips in the air. It looks great. And these guys are like nice. Like I had a crush I, I, on I both of them. Like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? They're being very cool and nice. Um, At some point, Harold and Ashley start hooking up and they're just, you know, they're like on on the plane. Yeah. On the plane. They're out in the open. And so like Lauren and Thomas are like, well, that's kind of, what are we going to do? So then they just talk. This I love. Am I being too shy? No, no, it's not it. I'm just nervous. I noticed. But can I tell you a secret? So am I. No. You're teasing me. Honest. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm having a great time with you. But all this just seems so weird. Right? It does, doesn't it? Right? Oh, my God. So he tells her he's nervous, too. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know what I want in life. Right. And she says to him, well you know what, I'll make you a deal. I'll be less nervous and you have to stop caring about what other people think, which he didn't say, by the way. No. He never said that. He he said exactly what you said, that he was nervous and he didn't know what he wanted in life. She is doing the pickup artist on point. (laughs) She's basically fully negging him a little bit, being like, listen, you care too much about what other people think and he just accepts it as fact. But again, that's Lauren. And she's a reader of people. I love it. So then we arrive in Paris and they get off the plane and Harold is immediately yelling on the cell phone. What do you mean the meeting is canceled? I just flew halfway around the world. And at this point, I'm like, I, see, I'm like, I'm glad she has Thomas. Harold seems like a ticking, that is true. ticking You're time right. bomb. You're right. So whatever meeting they were going to Paris for is canceled. Canceled. And he's like, listen, we got two escorts in a private plane. Yeah. I got to do this meeting. We flew around the world for this. So Thomas and Lauren make plans to get dinner. And he says that he sent some gifts up to their room. And Ashley's like, listen, Harold's taking me shopping. Got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Don't blame her. Don't blame anyone so far. So Lauren gets to her hotel room. And honestly, the hotel room, I was, it gave me bed and breakfast vibes. So I was a little disappointed in that. It seemed like maybe like a two star, 2.5 star. Yes. Yeah. It's like, we might be near the Champs-Élysées, but like, this is like, I had to walk upstairs. Right. They're, they're going to throw me a loaf every morning or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I was impressed with the quality of the gifts because there is like... A fur-cuffed coat. There's dresses. This is from, like, Debbie Reynolds' movie auction of the silent screen stars. She is full Norma Shearer, Joan Crawford, Greta Garbo. I mean, these are gowns. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and Lauren is a gal that can, like— wear a paper bag. You know, she's, she's just totally that so girl. pretty. She's just got, she is a hanger basically. Yes. Yeah. Her hair looks great even after an international flight. And Red for lip, any fine. era and any dress. She's yes. so beautiful. Timeless. She's timeless. She so then we cut back to Franklin's estate and he's meeting with Hannah. Keep an eye on that Lauren. Uh, she intrigues me. 
she seems like a whippersnapper, basically. Right. And then he has a massive coughing fit. He takes his oxygen. And Hannah says that she's worried about him. And he's like, I trust you. And I'm lucky to have you. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, Hannah's going to kill Franklin. Me too, because I thought if the ink isn't dry on the will, I thought right. for sure he was going to leave everything to Eric. So I was like, okay, Hannah, your move. It's your move. Like, you're the one who deserves this company. Eric, I already knew without him saying, could not handle uh, this responsibility. No. It had to be Hannah. And I thought Hannah was going to do something dastardly. So she leaves his office and Eric is standing there like a total creep. And him and Hannah, they they do not vibe. They do not have a good working relationship. Why am I not surprised to find you here lurking in the dark? What did the old man want with you? Why don't you just ask him? Or maybe you can just keep eavesdropping and have better luck next time. Hannah? Yes? I wouldn't talk to me that way. I'm going to be your boss one day. Mm. And she's like, I don't know about that. Yep. Because I have to tell you, this is a case of the assistant outshining the air. You know what I mean? This happens in Parisian courts all the time. It happens in succession. It happens in succession. It's the same thing where it's like, the one I'm not related to is actually the better worker. So all of a sudden it's a bloodbath to see who's going to get this crown. Well, and it's like Hannah has put in the work. She's She's been on both sides. She knows the business inside and out. And this is clearly a family business from air to air from this point forward. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. So then we're back in Paris and Lauren shows up to dinner, which is just like a room in Louisville. But At the I, comedy cellar. Absolutely. God bless them. Yeah. And so she has her fancy clothes on. She's got a fur. She's got a nude dress. And Thomas is like a total gentleman. Take your coat? Yeah. Thank you. I don't think I've had someone do that for me in ever. Well, clearly you've been hanging around with the wrong kind of men. And then he orders champagne in fluent French. Bonjour. Pour venir, s'il vous plaît, commencez par une bouteille d'empagnon. Is there anything else you would like to start? A nous la mer fougois, s'il vous plaît. In fluent French. In fluent French. Oh my, I was, I said, check me. This bitch has it all. And by the way, she's and, not pretending to be demure or to be dumb or anything. She's like, hey, I'll meet you at that level. Yeah. And then she confesses she's actually never left the U.S. and that this is just her dream come true and that she studied French and that she wants to learn other languages. So it's not like I studied abroad and learned this. No. She's like, no, I just love the world. God, I want I want to be an escort. Exactly. And Thomas is thoroughly impressed with her. Who wouldn't be? Yeah. And then they start hooking up in the next scene. They, she takes her back to his apartment. And I have to tell you. She willingly goes. She willingly goes. She willingly goes. She wants to go the whole bit. He takes off his shirt and I wasn't expecting it. He had like a great body. Perfect body. An apartment in Paris. He's got the works. And I have to tell you, Lauren's kind of freaking out about this, but he's like, listen, we don't have to like go any further than you want to go. Like you're safe here. I want to just do exactly what you want to do. There's no pressure to do anything. And he's like, do you want to just stay here for a while and we can lay down? And she's like, of course. And that's all they do, I think. Yes, they just lay there. They just lay there and then they wait. This is her first night of escorting. And she got a new outfit, a hotel room to herself that she could have used, dinner, and then she just gets to lay next to this man with a six pack. Right. By the way, she's getting cash on top of that. I want to be an escort. (laughs) So Franklin is asleep on his couch back in somewhere in Maine. Mm -hmm. And then Eric does such a good entrance. slams the door to wake him up, which I love that move always. Yes, it's just so, this is your dad that has lung cancer, you punk. I know. Um, 
And so he says that he's mad that Franklin met with Hannah. Mm -hmm. And Eric says the women walk all over him, which I'm like, he's a great pimp then. And and that Eric wants to take over the business. And Franklin tells him Hannah will take over the business. And Eric freaks out. Is this some kind of a joke? No, no, is it, look, perhaps when you, if you put your mind to it. No, I, I have given you everything. I, I have spent my entire life trying to be like you, trying to earn your respect. And all that has done is kept you from becoming your own man. You're a good man. Instead, you've simply hidden in my shadow. And for that part, I know I bear some responsibility and I hate myself for it. But does mean I don't love you. Oh, please, you care more about your damn whores than you've ever cared about your own son. And you know what? That's your weakness. You talk about ambition, but you can't see what's truly important standing right in front of you. But I can. You remember Jenny? She was stealing from you. It was only a matter of time before she betrayed you. So I, I, I took care of her for you. you I don't, I don't, you, you murdered her? I took initiative. I, I have only ever wanted what was best for you. Eric, what have you done? Dad, please. Stay I, away from me. Stay away from me. <laughs> I need the... I need, Eric, I can't breathe. Give me, give me. Okay, so Eric had Jennings killed. Yeah. And then he murders his own father. He puts that oxygen mask, holds it about two inches away from where Franklin can reach it, and just watches his father die as he covers his mouth. It was, it was un, I mean, this was like. Chilling. Chilling. This was chilling. And then has the audacity to do maybe the most passive-aggressive like way to kill someone. Shh. (laughs) It's like telling someone to calm down as you're killing them. Yeah. Oh my God. Pretty pretty rich. So Lauren wakes up in Paris. Perfect red lip again. Like every new scene we go to her, I'm like, something's going to be wrong. Like I was like, she's going to have been stabbed in her stomach. We're always waiting. Thomas is going to be a dead body next to her. Like where is the terrible twist coming? Yeah. And there is not one. No. Um, Things work out for her. Yeah. There's a note from Thomas. He wants her to keep the gifts. He had a great night and there's tons, tons of cash for her. Tons. This is like throw it up in the air, take a bath in it. You could lose a couple of those bills and you wouldn't even notice. And then Lauren and Ashley are flying back to the States from Paris and they're not working. Like they're in their day clothes. Yeah. Ashley has like, I think what we're supposed to pretend is a Birkin bag from Harold. Right. They are. I think that is what they're selling us is that it's a Birkin. Yes. Yeah. And they're just like comparing stories and eating charcuterie. And I'm like, okay, so then who are the flight attendants on this flight. It's a safety breach for sure. Are they there just are, like, there, there, no one is attending on the attendants. There's no flight attendants on this flight. Retired escorts? Or are they like, fend for yourself, girls? Great question. I'm Great like, question. Who is, yes, I'm, I, I'm just, I, I'm jealous. And that that's what you're hearing in my voice. Yep. Hannah ends up finding Franklin's dead body after Eric has killed him. She calls 911. But Eric creeps outside. So then Hannah tells Lauren about this. Lauren rushes to the estate to see Hannah to offer her support to figure out what the hell happened. This is my favorite look of Lauren's. It's a head-to-toe velvet jumpsuit. I legit love this look. She has slid into this life seamlessly because what we've seen is her going from Loveville 
Louisville. 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 All the way to Catsuit Studio 54. You know what yeah. I mean? I love I yeah. love everything seamless. Uh, okay, so at this point, I'm like, maybe Hannah's not bad. You know, like right. I'm, I'm expecting her to be bad and she keeps not being bad. But I'm also like, why is Lauren her best friend? Yeah. Like, doesn't Hannah have anyone else in the escort world that she's closer to than this girl she met a week ago? It doesn't seem like it. It seems like Lauren no. is her ride or die at this point. Yeah. And so Hannah confides in Lauren and is like, Eric's not the same kind of man his father was. What does that mean? Well, for you, I hope nothing. I just need you to be aware these are troubled times. And then Lauren finds out she's flying to Berlin the next day. Which we know from the beginning of the movie is not a safe space. But I have to tell you this, Megan. Do you see yourself? Are you in the Sex and the City way? Are you an Ashley? Are you a Lauren? Or are you a Hannah? I am probably an Ashley. Yeah. I think Um, I'm a Lauren. Yeah. I mean, I do keep screaming, I want to be an escort. So I think that's how the BuzzFeed test would go. That's true. You're right. And I do think you fit as Lauren and I want us to find our Hannah. Me too, because I have to say, Hannah's got such good business sense. She's really got the smarts and I wish I had more of that. No, she is an escort fairy godmother. She fully is. Okay, so we're about to go to Berlin, which definitely gives me pause. And before we go to where we know bad things happen, let's take a break, regroup, and we will be in Berlin. 
mm-hmm. her dad's money and her grad school money. There were three compartments in a cash box. She would add money to each pile. She bought her sister a computer. She bought her dad a TV. She ends up taking her grad school pile and mixing yeah. it in with her sister's pile and her dad's pile. So that's how we know yes. grad school's off the table. But the bills are getting paid. The lights are being kept on. And that sister is online. Yeah. It also reminded me kind of Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yeah. Like it's like, I'm a grown up. I've got money and we're getting the good cereal. Exactly. It was absolutely one of those montages. I love that. So fun. So and good. it's like, yeah, why would you go to grad school? You are the most successful, least hardworking escort I've ever seen. It was seen. like <laughs> petty cash all over the place. Yes. I loved it. Then, okay, so this is more of the montage. Thomas and her at a club getting fancy new clothes. Thomas hiring a personal pizza chef. Yeah. And then her continuing to not have sex with men and still getting paid. Uh, unbelievable. And she is going on full-blown vacation with Thomas on top of this. Life made. She's got it. Figure out. Lauren then tells Ashley that she hasn't had sex with any of the men. And Ashley's (laughs) like, well, P.S., I'm having sex with every single one of them and I'm loving my life. Yes! Amazing. She's like, I'm not even forcing myself to. I just want to. (laughs) Yep. And then so Harold comes back on a flight that Ashley and Lauren are about to take. And Harold, remember, was the guy who came on board with Thomas who was super good looking who had to cancel his meeting in Paris. Except this time he comes back not with Thomas, but with Paul. And Paul is the scary dude from the opening scene who was a little bit physical with Jenny before she Mm -hmm. left in her hat. Yes. And he throws his suitcase at Lauren as he's going up the stairs to the plane. Which was such a funny detail to be like, yeah, he makes you carry his suitcase too. It's not even that he's going to like, it's, yeah, Paul. And Paul's not unattractive. No. Paul's just like bad vibes. But, and he clearly gets off on demeaning people. Like that, that's what that was signaling to me. It was, he was Miranda Priestly in the air. (sighs) God, this movie's a fairy tale. It really is. It really, it's a modern fairy. This is, it, it's Cinderella. Yeah. Okay, so now they're in Amsterdam. Yeah. And Lauren is out with Paul, and he's telling a story that he thinks is cool about cocaine. Well, there we are in the middle of the desert, our limo broken down with a trunk full of coke, <laughs> when all of a sudden, this police officer, hold on. He really was proud of that Coke story and was like, this will be, she'll be so impressed by this. She's just like, oh God, I can't wait to not have sex with this man and get paid. (laughs) Um, And so then he takes a phone call. And while he's taking a phone call, Lauren stares at some folks in the red light district that are like, bodies are on display. And I took this to be sort of like a metaphor of like, we are the same. Yes. Like game sees game. You are dancing in a window and are considered a, you know, prostitute. Right. But what am I? You know what I mean? I'm with this guy who tells bad stories. Right. So it's like. We're all the same. Yes. So Paul and Lauren go back to his hotel and he invites her in. She turns him down. She does her like, I had a great night. I'll see you soon, which is her classic line. That's her tagline. For sure. Yeah. And he is pretty insistent because we know that's sort of Paul's M.O. Wow, you really need to relax. Come on in, have one drink with me. Come on, let me make it up to you. Come on. And then he drags her inside Uh of his hotel room, Uh throws her up against the wall violently, not in a sexual way. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, not cool. Yeah. Yes. Like, I was like, ah, trigger warning. And she kicks him. Then he really hard, like, punches her. Yes. Thank God she gets out of the room, but barely. He's chasing her to a room the entire time. She barely makes it inside, which, by the way, anytime someone's getting out a key, when someone's chasing them, I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be 10 minutes long of just, like, 
pure panic for me because it's not going to be the right key. They're not going to be able to fit it in. Their hands are shaking and that's exactly what we got. It was so scary. And she finally gets on the other side of the door. He's begging her to let him in, but then he gets like super pissed. I was literally so scared. I kept picturing myself as Lauren in this scene and what I would do if someone was banging on a door of mine. What I would do and also knowing that what I did was illegal. Like my profession. And that turn of like, I'm so sorry. Can we talk about it? You dumb whore. Uh, immediate. Like, that's what, ha- that is like so frightening. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Lauren calls Hannah and Hannah is like, stay right where you are. I'm coming to Amsterdam. This was the craziest, most, this truly took Hannah from a sketchy boss to a mother. Yes. Because she said, the quickest thing for me to do will be to hop on a plane to Amsterdam. Don't call the police. Don't do anything. I'm on my way. And then she calls the captain of the plane or whatever and is like, I'm calling in my one favor. Get that jet fueled up. I'm going to Amsterdam. And she's not mad at Lauren. She's like, I am so sorry this happened to you. I thought Hannah was going to be like, open the door. Have sex with him. Exactly. But no. Hannah was so cool about it. She was like, I'm going there. And then Hannah gets there very fast. And it's like, I guess flying private really does change your life. Yeah. So Lauren is crying. She's still in the hotel room. Hannah says, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Paul's never been one of my favorites. But if I thought that he was capable of this, I never would have sent you here with him. You know that very apologetic and then she gives her a switchblade i want you to have this and she says carry it in your garter which i love yes so sexy there's nobody out here protecting us so we have to protect ourselves right we need to protect ourselves and that lauren should take some time off boss of the year of the of the century to be like oh god you had a traumatic gosh. experience you need to take a few days off i'm getting you a private jet all expenses paid. You come back when you're ready. Incredible. And like, this was the moment that I was definitely like, Hannah will be bad. You know, like- I thought at any second the other shoe was going to drop. I was like, she's an absolutely duplicitous person, but no. it's not happening. No. And it also, based on Eric's confession, she was not involved in Jenny's murder. No, not She at just all. happened to be out scouting hot blonde women while Jenny was being murdered right there, which it does seem almost too coincidental. <laughs> I totally agree. Okay, wow. So we are back in Paris because that's where Lauren has decided to take her time off. And Lauren tells Thomas, her full-fledged boyfriend now, yep. what happened with Paul. I'm so sorry that happened to you. I, I can't believe that asshole did that to you. Except why well, you needed some time off. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when I first accepted this job, that's kind of what I was expecting. Meeting nice guys like you kind of threw me off. Well, if I ever see that piece of garbage, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I don't even know what. I'm, I, he's not gonna like it. And they, they do have a very sweet but odd dynamic. Well, because he loves her and she loves him, which they ultimately confess to. But what's odd about it is that he has no questions. About her life, really. No. You know? It's very pretty woman-esque. Yeah. But they skipped any of the, like, it just, it's pretty woman opening scene and final scene. Completely. You know, like, that's what happens. He's like, I don't judge you. I'm not really even all that curious, but you can talk about it if you want. It's so strange. Yeah. And so Lauren gives him airplane cufflinks. Which, when you mentioned pretty woman, this, I was honestly wanting her to (gasps) shut the box of cufflinks right on his fingers when he went for the cufflinks, like like Richard here does. 
so fun. It would have been such a cute nod. And I, I'm going to say this, and this is not a knock to Lauren or her taste. I think she has fabulous taste. I think airplane cufflinks are really tough to pull off. No, th- th- it was it was like what you would give a boy for his bat mitzvah if he like loves planes. Correct. And also what it does is it actually raises more questions than it answers. Because if Thomas wore those, I think someone would say, oh, do you fly planes? And you have to yeah. be like, no, I guess and I'm he's a like, poser. No. Yeah. Yeah, I don't fly planes. I do hire escorts to be on planes. I meant bar mitzvah, <laughs> not bat mitzvah. And I apologize for misgendering no, um, the Jewish coming of age celebration. It's okay. It's okay. As far as I'm concerned, anyone can wear cufflinks. That's my ultimate uh, motto in life. Okay, great. Yeah. I, and and I, I love that. Honestly, when I get on and I see a female pilot, I go, I'm going to rest well on this I plane. literally am like, thank God. Someone's yes. not going to be distracted by something stupid. <laughs> Oh my God, someone's not going to be like, should I jerk off? It's like, no, fly the plane. Someone's like, I had to work twice as hard to get here. So you bet this will be the best flight of your life. Um, So Lauren and Thomas are in his Paris apartment and they are hooking up and they finally have sex. And I have to say, when we see them have sex, we start at the tip of Lauren's toe all the way over the curves of her body bit by Mm -hmm. bit. It's actually very sexy. There's a butt grab that was, that really got me. Yeah, me too. And so they cuddle in bed afterwards. They tell each other they're incredible. (laughs) Like I'm just laying there. And the thing is, I believe all of this and I want it for myself. Me too. This was honestly the point where I thought, is it too late for me to be an escort? And the answer is, of course, yes. But no, no, it is not. This is the first time I thought like, Okay, if I really just got and jumped into it now and maybe got a little nip and a tuck or shot my face up full of injectables, could I pass for younger? And is this too late for me? Can I enter this life? I did have a thought at one point that I was like, if Hannah met me, would she think <laughs> that I had the, the stuff it took? <laughs> like, That's so I win good. Over Hannah? Like, if I was obviously not seven months pregnant, you know, like, Pre-pandemic. Oh my God, that's such a good test. I feel like I feel like she would. You're hot, Megan. I feel like Hannah would pump the brakes on me for a second, but then drive by. I really do. No, no, I think Mm -mm. so. No, not if you were like I'm a series regular on a broadcast show. Right? She'd go, okay, we're pulling over. Yeah, we're honking. (laughs) We're pulling over and we're honking. Okay, so (laughs) Hannah. Wants both of us to be an escort. I'm glad we settled that. Me too. Where we both um, win in this scenario. Yes. So Thomas and Lauren talk about winning. They decide to be exclusive. Love so it. Officially boyfriend and girlfriend. I don't want to see anybody else. I don't want to see anybody else either. Um, I'll, I'll talk to Hannah, my boss, and um, I'll figure something out. She's basically going to retire from being an escort. Which she can, by the way. She's got all the money in the world. And Hannah will understand. Oh, and Thomas is going to pay off every single debt her father has. She's going to pay for the colleges, everything. Yes. Which I love. He's he's, has had sex one time with one person as an escort, and her life has turned out better than any girl in any Lifetime film I've ever seen. For sure. She flies back to Louisville, which, as you pointed out, she looks at the switchblade again. And by the way, there's a smiling teddy bear behind her with that knife up, which I love. It was such a good touch of like who she is now, who she was then. Wow. Yeah. And she's learned a lot. And then she calls Hannah and says, look, I've fallen in love with one of my clients and I don't want to do the escort part of this job anymore. I would rather just be a straight up flight attendant. And Hannah's like, that's not really how the job works, but (laughs) 
hey, if you want to step out of the game, it's your call, babe. I'll yeah. talk to uh, Eric, who can be tough, but I'll talk to him. Yes. And tough is an understatement. We will remind you that Eric sucks and is terrible. And is may or may not be a murderer, depending on which face you remember. Yes. Um, so Hannah goes to talk to Eric about this. And he says, enter. Oh, my God. I died. Like, truly, I wrote down the word enter in my notebook because I, I was in such shock by it. I laughed out loud. And it was like, this This is who he would. And the thing is, Eric is handsome. So like, handsome. And lives in an estate yeah. and is clearly rich. And if he could just stop murdering people. He's got it in have spades. A little, like, I don't even understand why he's so angry. Me neither. So Hannah lets him know that Lauren's in love <laughs> with a client and she still wants to be a flight attendant, but not an escort. And Eric absolutely loses it. Listen, you son of a bitch. No! You listen to me. You have your orders. Carry them out. Otherwise, Lauren may no longer be valuable to me. And she may have an unfortunate accident, just like Jenny. Jenny. You're evil. And then the worst part of the film happens This for is me. the low. This is the low. Eric uses his grandfather's retirement trophy gift to kill Hannah. It's so upsetting. It's... Was it expected in that conversation? Probably. Like, yes. I knew it wasn't going to end well for Hannah. I was really hoping it wouldn't be that. But this is the first of many blows to the head in this movie. I was just so... It's like, Hannah, we have just such a pure, wonderful madam. Yeah. And someone I'd love to hang out with. Yeah. I am glad, though, that at least Hannah got some digs in on him before he killed. Like, you're an embarrassment to your dad, yeah. bitch. As, she didn't say bitch. As Elizabeth like, Taylor would say, she got him where he lives. Yeah. And I love mm -hmm. that. Okay, so Lauren and Ashley are getting their nails done. Eric calls Lauren. Direct. They're like, that's weird. And he's like, I need you guys in Paris. And Lauren's like, yeah, I don't know if you heard. I don't want to be an escort anymore. And he's like, yeah, we're just like really in a bind. <laughs> I like that. I, I hope he's like, you know, a bunch of the escorts came down with the flu and we just like need you to step in. Right. And she's like, you know what? Uh, you've done a lot for me in my life. And so I'm happy yeah. to, I'm not the kind of person who quits without notice. You know what I mean? So she says, mm -hmm. I'll do a few more flights. No problem. And then Lauren calls Thomas and is like, I'm just going to do a few more flights because Hannah's been so good to me and I don't want to leave anyone here in a bind. But I'm only working tonight. So maybe I can come over tomorrow. He's like, love to hear this. Great news. And I love you. And by the way, is this where Eric and Hitman toast and grab each other on the shoulder? Wow. This was to me, I was like, oh, wait, Eric's gay? Maybe that's what's going on. That's what I thought because they toast champagne after Lauren agrees to do a few more flights and they break up in the champagne. The two of them toast with it and the hitman puts his hand very lovingly on Eric's shoulder. And I was like, wow, I love an evil gay moment. That would make a lot of sense. It would make a lot of sense. Yeah. 
I, I also think Franklin would totally accept him as a gay son. Oh, Franklin would have accepted him no problem. Eric's the one who doesn't accept it. Self-hating. Absolutely. The call's coming from inside the house. You got to learn to love yourself, buddy. And she did find him where he lived. That's right. Um. Wow. We have unpacked so much about Eric and it's about to get even worse. So there is an aggressive knock on Lauren's door and I'm like, oh no. She opens it and there's a black envelope on the floor and she opens the envelope and it's a zip drive. Is that what that's called? Yeah, zip drive. <laughs> yeah. Or flash drive, maybe. I don't know. A USB? USB. I don't know. I was like, it, I'm writing down zip. It's, you know what? It's a real tech moment, but it's a chic one. That block envelope was pretty cool. Yeah. Lauren plugs it in and it's a message from Hannah. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, my, Hannah is planning from beyond the grave. Hi, Lauren. If you're watching this, then there are some things you need to hear. Because if this has been delivered to you, then I'm probably dead. I have been growing more and more worried about Eric. He is a time bomb waiting to blow. He's begun hurting girls and I think even worse. Another girl named Jenny, just like you, wanted to get out. And she's disappeared. He may have killed her. So if I'm gone, you are not safe. You need to do whatever Eric says. Just pretend however you can and collect as much information about him as you can get and take it to the cops and put him away. It's the only way that you and your family will be safe. I'm really sorry that this is all landing on you, but I believe in you. You're really like the daughter that I never had. It's very touching. It's something that I thought it was, honestly, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. If Hannah wasn't dead, I would have told Hannah, you know what? Too soon to say that. A yeah. little too soon to say that. But I guess if you thought you were going to die, then yeah, you would want Lauren to know that. No, and you want to drop the mic situation, you know? Because what's she going to do? Bye! <laughs> I'm probably dead. It's Peace. true. So Lauren calls Thomas immediately. He does not answer. And that's when I'm like, where's Thomas? And then there's another aggressive knock. And it's like, we can't have two, like, this one's will be fine. No, there can't be two great knocks in a row that are aggressive. But it is because she whips out her switchblade and it's just Ashley. But by the way, she whips out her switchblade as if like she's been practicing for years. It's amazing. Yes. She knows, she knows this life now. So she shows Ashley the video too. And Ashley has a response that I think is realistic that is not in movies a lot. Please tell me that this is a freaking joke. This would be a pretty sick one if it was, but I, I really don't think it is. Why would you even show me something like that? I mean, I, I have a lot of things to do before I die. I couldn't agree more. The less you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the less informed you are, the happier your life is. That goes yes. with all things. Why would you want to know more than you have to? It ruined, Ash she ru Lauren ruined Ashley's job with this information. Ruined her life. She's like, I just want to have sex with rich men, get bags. And now I've got to be a part of some like conspiracy. I don't want to do this. No. So Lauren Phil Shannon and her, she calls Shannon, the sister who's a techie. You want me to do what? You will be completely safe. We just need your help in case something happens here. This is what you've been actually doing? This whole time, I mean, I never thought that you would do something like this. Shannon, I know. I didn't... I didn't want you to see me like this or think of me like this. But you saw the video. This is serious. Will you help us? Okay. Shannon is, like, shocked for two minutes, but, like, the rest of us, she doesn't really have time to be in too much shock because she's mm -hmm. got to help them covertly record all these conversations with... 
clients about Eric and Shannon's going to save them on a drive in her own house, which is great. So Shannon's computer will be like a live stream. And then here is how they're sort of like hatching the overall plan. We can't bail or we'll look suspicious. We just need Harold or Jonas to spill some dirt on Eric. Well, like what? Maybe ask about other dates. Uh, that girl Jenny that disappeared, maybe they know something. Anything you can use as evidence. And then we'll go to the cops, he'll go to jail, and we'll never have to worry about him again, okay? Okay. I just, I'm, I'm loving how much Ashley is like, I cannot believe you're making me do this. Ashley <laughs> is so upset because she's like blown up her spot completely. I know. It's not wow. cool. It's not cool, okay. but it had to be done. So Lauren is on a date and she's with the dork that you fell in love with from earlier in the movie. That was like, oh, I suck. Um, his name's Jonas. Yes. And she's recording their conversation and Shannon is listening to it back in Louisville and like rolling her eyes like, okay, being an escort seems like it sucks. There's nothing better <laughs> than a teen who is older than her years. You know what I mean? Like she's yeah. a wise older woman in the body of a teenager, which I love. So then Ashley gets a knock on her door and it's not Harold oh. who she was expecting because Harold and her are sort of like a thing, but it's Paul. No! Paul Berlin, the worst Paul on the planet oh. is back. He says, Listen, look, we we'd both had a lot to drink that night and it was all just a big misunderstanding. Let me come in and I'll explain. No, I don't think that's no, such a- No, no, hold on. Hear me out. Barges his way into her room. Lauren is on this date recording the conversation with the dweeb. Yeah. And the dweeb is like, I met Eric at boarding school. And he's like, you know, Eric really isn't a good guy. He runs with a rough crowd and that he's even been violent before and blah, 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 blah. So then Shannon is hearing what's going on with Ashley because Ashley's recording all of this too. So Shannon is like full telephone operator, unplugging something to plug into another line, calls Lauren. You need to get to Ashley's hotel room right now. What's wrong? Ashley's date is Paul. He figured her out. Which is so scary. So Lauren gets to the hotel. She has a key somehow. Yeah. Um, right as Paul is strangling Ashley. Yeah. And Lauren hits him over the head. <laughs> Seems to have zero effect on him because he gets right back up, pulls out a giant gun, pointing it at Lauren, and then Ashley whacks him over the head and he falls over. And, and Lauren is like, oh my God, blah, blah. they're kind of freaking out. And then Ashley faints because he had strangled her so much. Right. I couldn't figure out what happened there, but I think that's what it was. She was in such shock that, yeah, yeah. she faints. So then Lauren calls Thomas. Thomas gets there. Paul is dead. And he sees Ashley and is like, what the hell happened? And she's like, should we call the cops? He says, no. Yeah. And that he has a guy who will take care of it, but that they need to get Ashley to a hospital. Okay. And things are urgent, so we don't yeah. really question yet, what do you mean you have a guy? But Lauren keeps this in the back of her head for sure. I mean, but it's like Paul is Harold's friend and Thomas is Harold's friend. So it's like, I, we don't know what their business is either. No, it's we like, don't. They're rich. Paul had a gun. What's going on? Right. Um, so they drop Ashley off at a French hospital. Thomas says that he needs to get Lauren out of the country ASAP because she's still in danger. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, I have a guy he will bring you. Um, so he brings her to a plane and he says he trusts this pilot with his life. And then Eric gets on the plane. You should have done as you were told because now we have to take care of it instead. Thomas? We need to go. Thomas, it's a trap. We need to- It's okay. It's okay. You knew? <laughs> Why? Eric and I 
have been best friends since boarding school. We grew up together. I couldn't just stand by and watch his life get ruined. Don't touch it's just, me. Okay, it's okay. Lauren, it's okay, just listen to me. Okay, everything was happening really fast. That's why I brought you here so we could talk and figure this out. No one's gonna hurt you. Liar. I am pissed. I am so upset by this because Thomas had me fooled. Thomas basically escorts Eric onto the plane. He's like, hey, listen, he's my friend for a long time. And it's like, right, he's also a murderer. Also, the woman you love is going to be victimized any second now. Thomas, this was a real letdown. Yeah. And I honestly did not get boarding school energy from Thomas. I got like public school yeah. and that's why he is is like empathetic and has this understanding. And so I was like, wow, we've been lied to. Oh yeah. Cause this was like rich kid secret society vibes. All exactly. of a sudden. Because like, Jonas went to school with them too. Exactly. And it's like, oh God. So you guys just escorts for your prep school. So Eric grabs Lauren's purse, says he knows about the backup. And then He's like other chiseled jaw guy who I guess his name is Carl. Right. Eric's <laughs> maybe lover. We're not sure. Yeah, He's like Carl. It's like you. we have not heard his name. I cannot believe you're just <laughs> dropping this. Like, yeah. Okay, Carl. I also love in the notes that you wrote Carl with a K because in my head, he was Carl with a K, not with a Z. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You well, that. I also looked it up on IMDb oh. to make sure that I had it because I was like, did they just call him Carl? And it was Carl with a K. <laughs> I love I like, it. I, lo- it was, I was going to say if that was on you, that was the right assumption. <laughs> But it was on the writer. So kudos to them too. Yeah. Carl is at the dad's house and because he knows that Shannon has the backup. Oh no. And then we see Carl. He has a giant gun too. These are yardstick silencers. All of them. So big. So big. And he is outside the dad's house. Terrifying. Eric is not bluffing. No. So Lauren is like trying to talk to Thomas. Thomas, please. You don't have to do this. Thomas is going to do what's best for him. And not let... A silly infatuation ruin his life. Isn't that right, Thomas? Eric, come on. You proved your point, okay? You have the recordings. She's scared. Just let her go. Sorry, pal. Real life doesn't work that way. And it's about time you learned that. Say hello to Hannah for me. No! Eric pulls out a gun. He tries to shoot Lauren. Then Thomas wrestles him. And Eric ends up misfiring. We cut back to the dad who's watching football as Carl stands behind him with one of those giant guns. Lawrence calls the dad. All of a sudden, Carl misses because Lauren's dad goes to answer. And then he notices that Carl is there. They're fighting. Eric and Thomas are also fighting. So we're cutting back between fighting in the house between the dad and Carl and also the fighting between Eric and Thomas to save Lauren. And then Eric accidentally shoots his bro before literal hoe. And he shoots Thomas in the stomach. And immediately regrets it. Because probably he was in love with Thomas. Yeah, he's like, no, 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 no. It's like, what the? What did you think was going to happen? (laughs) You're in a tiny plane waving a gun around. Yeah. And then he tries to blame Thomas for getting shot. I got to tell you, the blame game among these men in this movie, because it's Lauren's fault that her boyfriend cheated on him at the beginning. And now all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, it's Thomas's fault that Eric shot Thomas. Not cool. And you know Paul's never taken accountability for anything he's ever done. Never. Okay, so now we're back in Louisville. Sister Shannon comes down. She distracts the shooter, but gets shot at. Mm -hmm. And then we're back in Paris. Eric finds Lauren. She's hiding behind a car. He points the gun at her. Now we're back in Louisville. Carl chokes the dad, but Sister Shannon whacks him over the head and gets the gun. 
So Eric has Lauren pinned up against the car she was hiding behind. He calls her an ungrateful whore. Mean. Wow. Yeah. But what Eric doesn't know, she has her switchblade that Hannah gave her and says, Say hello to Hannah for me. Yes, Lauren. Oh, so good. So then she runs to get on the plane to help Thomas, who's conscious but bleeding. Yeah, he's not Um, he's not doing well. And then he's like, give me a minute, <laughs> which I thought was funny, which is like probably something I would say if I was shot. Just give me a minute. Just let me sit. Totally. I'm I just, just closing need... my eyes for a second. Honestly, you're just being so extra right now. Just give me five seconds so I can just take a quick nap and then I can talk to you about the fact that I was shot. He does apologize. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean, I didn't mean for this. What that matters now? I was just trying to do the right thing. Yeah, but for your shitty friend. Yeah, it wasn't the right thing. (sighs) And then he's dying in her arms. I think I could have made you happy. (sighs) You did. Uh, I got to tell you, what's so upsetting is he could have made her even happier in their life together. That's the worst part about it. I'm like, did you set up an account to pay for her sister's school? Because, like, probably escorting is over. Unless, like... Lauren and Ashley take over the company. They could. You know, Hannah's dead. Eric's dead. Franklin's dead. So it's like, who's fourth in command? I honestly wish they would have taken over the company. It's like in Working Girl at the end when Melanie Griffith is like, she gets her new assistant and is like, look, I don't expect you to get me coffee unless you're getting some for yourself. Like people who have done the job before know how to be Uh good bosses and fair bosses. Yeah. I think Lauren could do it. I do too. Okay. Then we cut to Marseille. I think it's Marseille. Marseille. And it's six months later, and we have Lauren, Ashley, Sister Shannon, and Dad. They're having a French meal. Love. So chic. The whole thing is so chic. They're having like a bouillabaisse or something. Yes. Sister Shannon is now at Stanford, which made me be like, he must be paying for it. That's got to be like 70 grand a year. Yeah, that's a lot of money. We find out Lauren is going to school in Marseille. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say it right. And Ashley is going to fashion school, like her dream. Yeah. Um, They cheers to family and getting what they want their way. Which I love. And by the way, I love that everyone at the end of this movie is in school. Yeah. It's important. You know what I mean? Except for dad. Well, he doesn't <laughs> need to be, you know. No, he's learned a lot in life. He's learned a lot in life. But I, I, you know what? They did it. They did it on their terms. And um, I can't help but feel a little bit proud of everyone at the end of this. I think this was a perfect film. It was perfect. It was aspirational. It was motivational. I learned what mm-hmm. to do and what not to do. I learned how to set new boundaries that just wow. because I'm in a certain business doesn't mean I have to do what's expected of me if I'm Oof, not comfortable wow. with it. This could have been a metaphor for showbiz. No, completely. It's all the same. And and if Thomas had lived, which I am very sad that he died, yeah. if Thomas had lived... Lauren would maybe have not reached her full potential. You know what? That's true because it's sort of like you have to earn your stripes and you have to, like, let's be honest, Lauren at the beginning of this movie really didn't have anything going terribly wrong in her life. And so maybe, you know, in all of this, she's learned a lot. She's now lived such a life that she's got to get there on her own terms. And it sounds like by the end of this, she's on her way there. Now, it seems like this movie deeply touched both of us. Um, And so sometimes we will come to the end of a film and we'll reflect on it and go, what are some lessons I learned that now I can enact in my own life? And I think 
you just gave a beautiful example of saying, no matter what industry I'm in, I can stand up for what makes me comfortable. Completely. Absolutely. And and also my boundaries and also know your worth. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. Lauren accepted all of these gifts and this money. And at first she was surprised by it. But then when she sees the nerd and says, not bad, Lauren, she knows, you know what? Yeah, I deserve this money. Wow. So it's important to know your worth. So that is your lesson learned. And that is incredible and beautiful. Thank you. I think my lesson learned is once I have this child, I am going to get a mommy makeover is what they call it. Right. Um, Brandy from Dallas got one. Right. And I am going to become a high-end private plane escort. You know what I love about your lesson is it just is, you didn't have to dig any deeper. Because, yeah. and by the way, you're still right. Ultimately, the lesson is I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Comedy, comedy, honestly, is a form of sex work. Oh, for sure. Are you kidding me? All we're doing is selling ourselves all day. And it's a pretty embarrassing one. Um, And I've never, can you imagine encountering a comedy club booker or a casting director that had the level of sensitivity and empathy that Hannah had? Forget it. It doesn't exist. Not in this town. No f***ing way. Oh my gosh. So I'm going to be an escort. Me too. I, when the movie was over, I went out to my husband. I've, I've already let him know that I have decided to become an escort. I'm, it seems like you can make your own hours. Um, and my child has heard me say it now 75 times sure. while doing this. Yeah, be by example. And, and I, I feel, I just feel really at peace knowing where my next step in life is going to take me. Me too. And you know what? Like with a regular flight attendant, I'm fine getting lowballed for the first month, but then everyone's yeah. got to ante up. Yeah. I'll do some open mics. For okay. sure. For um, sure. I'll, I'll pay to play. For sure. <laughs> Brian Safi from Ask Rana and Attitudes and 911 on Fox. I couldn't love you more, Megan Gailey. You are the funniest most hilarious, brightest spot. If, if I were oh straight, I would hire you as an escort. Thank you so, so, so You're much. So and I promise that I would put at least a tinted moisturizer. <laughs> <laughs> I would do more than just my brows and have dirty hair. I love it. Um, next week, we have another doozy of a title. And now that I've seen Mile High Escorts, my standards are so high. Yeah. Next week, we are going to be recapping Kidnapped by a Classmate. Amazing. Yes, please. Yes. Brooke is starting over in a new town. You know I'm in. With her mom and wealthy stepdad. Now I'm doubly in. Sure. When she befriends a new guy, red flag, she meets at school, which leads to her being abducted from her own home. Terrifying. Well, the guy is probably not good, I think. And I hope this wealthy stepdad is up for paying a ransom. Me too. And I I frankly hope he's hot. Uh, Definitely. Yes. You can watch this Lifetime Movie Club. Go to lifetimemovieclub.com slash podcast to sign up if you haven't already. And while you are being kidnapped by a classmate, watch Mile High Escorts and see if you're not tempted to become an escort too. Okay. It's so worth it. Brian, thank you so much again. Of course. I adore you. This was amazing. Okay. I will see you escorts next week. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. 
Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder. Our editor and sound mixer is Jonathan Siri. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by me, Megan Gailey. I hope you knew it was hosted by me. And me, Brian Safi. Oh, what a nice surprise. I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.